Welcome to First United Methodist Church. We hope our sermon broadcast will bless you. The scripture reading this morning is found on page 198 of your pew Bible in the New Testament. This is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which suppresses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us be in a spirit of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I've been talking all month about stewardship, what it means to be a faithful steward of the gifts and graces that God has given each of us, and how we might offer them in the life of the church. Everybody should have gotten a packet in the mail that included, yes, the commitment card for your financial commitment for the church for next year, but almost more importantly, a survey of how you might contribute your time and your talents and your abilities that God has also gifted you with in service to this congregation. Kurt was right. The people who stepped up and joined the church this morning have already been faithful participants, have already given of themselves in many ways, and we celebrate their entering into our fellowship. And I look forward to inviting more and increasing that, those number of members for our church. It's been a tough few years COVID, a pastoral change, the pastor becoming ill and requiring another pastoral change. It's not been easy. And yet this church has persevered. This church has remained strong a little frayed around the edges. This whole simplified administrative structure thing has some folks a little freaked out still. 
but we're working on that. But you've hung in there. You've gone through the troubles. And we're coming out on the other side. And so this Sunday, I want to invite you to rejoice, just like the Scripture said. I like rejoicing. I really do. You may not know it by looking at me, but I do have a sense of humor. See, even that's funny. You know what's really tough? It's when your wife gets involved in something like Stephen's ministry, and she's sitting around with her closest friends. Well, they're getting closer. And she blows the one joke I've had my entire career. You know, I can't tell a joke. I love humor. And I try to be funny, but it's, it's accidental humor. You know, it's, it's something I'm kind of piling on. But I had one joke that I learned from my pastor back when I was in confirmation class. We used to do these Bible drills. Okay, find John 3.16. <laughs> And the first one who got there got a sucker or something. I don't know. Anyway, he was killing time. We all knew it. But it was a lot more fun than the boring stuff he was already talking about. Anyway, Ken decided to get even with us because he knew that's what we thought. And so he comes up with, okay, this one's a toughie. I want you to find one of the key passages in all of Scripture. Hezekiah 5.8. I swear, we tore that Bible apart looking for the book of Hezekiah. I figured once we found the book, I could find chapter 5, verse 8. He let us spin in our efforts for about 45, 50 seconds. And he said, have you figured it out yet? There is no Hezekiah 5.8. Hezekiah isn't even a book of the Bible. I figured it was a minor prophet or something in the Old Testament. But no. Anyway, to complete the circle... Lisa comes home from the Stephen's ministry training saying, I told him about Hezekiah 5.8. <laughs> My one ringer of a joke totaled, gone. So much for rejoicing. Anyway. But the fact is we have a reason to rejoice. We've seen things coming into fruition. I've seen this congregation draw together. We've got a a fellowship meal that has been consistent that'll meet again this Wednesday night. That is a good thing. We've got ministries happening. I'm already planning the Christmas Eve service. 
There are things happening in this congregation, and it's because of you. It's because of what you have been willing to share and offer in service to this church. I'm looking forward to a renewed relationship with the Wesley Foundation. Serenity gave us a great opportunity last week. I want us to build on that because it's important. We have an extension ministry. We have a missionary outreach right in our own backyard. We need to be a part of that. Do we have a ways to go? Yes. We are not yet meeting all of our obligations in terms of support of the annual conference. John's going to talk to you about that a little later. But we're making progress. When we gather this afternoon at the charge conference, part of the reason I wanted to receive those members today was so that they could go if they choose and have a vote at that conference as members of this church. To be honest, that's about the last thing membership's actually good for. Is to have a vote on those things. We have focused on grace. We have focused on embracing each other and welcoming them into our midst, just like we did this morning. We are focusing our hearts and our minds on the ministry of God in Christ within this congregation and outside its walls. It's a good start, but we're not done yet. Back in the day, with Commitment Sunday coming up next Sunday, oftentimes I'd be sitting at home fretting. Are folks going to step up? Are folks going to offer themselves and their resources so that we can engage in the ministry before us? I don't feel that way this year because I am getting to know you. I'm getting to know the depth of your commitment, your love. I looked it up. This congregation's been in existence for 166 years. That means 166 years ago, people just like us said that there is a need in this community to reach out and provide a social and gospel witness to the people of this area. That has not changed. It's ebbed and flowed, but it has not changed. I tease people sometimes about the fact that I went to a pre-retirement seminar last week And I discovered I don't really want to retire, not because I can't, but because I don't want to. 
because we're here. In the bishop's infinite wisdom of all the places in the state of Michigan, he sent me here. I'll have to talk to him about that someday. But, thank you, but not necessary. We're having a good time. You and I both know that what we are able to accomplish as a congregation is a direct result of what you are willing to share of yourselves. Personally, in terms of your time, in terms of your financial resources. That's what commitment means. To stand up and be counted. As one of those who have chosen to love and to care. In my heart and my mind are at peace in Christ Jesus. Because I'm getting a greater and greater sense of your hearts and your minds and your faith. And every day when I walk into this building, I give thanks to God for you. So I ask you this week to pray. To pray and to choose how you are willing to be put to work for God's gospel. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter if your skill set has changed. You still have them. The only thing you need to decide is to apply them. And I know that in your heart and in your mind, the peace of Christ will lead you. And for that, I give thanks to God. Amen.